0: This is the Sound the Fog Horn Podcast.
1: Fiala intercepts again, trying to find the handle on it. He does. He scores! What a play by
0: Fiala! Your number one podcast for the Minnesota Wild. i proud to select with the ninth pick in the 2020 draft from the Ottawa 67s of the OHL, Marco Rossi. Covering their prospects, the NHL, AHL, news, advanced stats, on, and much more.
2: Sets up Bolino, back to Baldi, shoots, and scores! The BC kid returns home and scores his first! Goes work for the wild, centers one, Eriksson Ek with a shot, he scores! Jewel Eriksson he's the hero! Poked away, Kaprizov, in
0: And now, here are your hosts, Brett Marshall, Zeke Boyat, and Justin Buck. Hello and welcome in to another episode of Sound the Foghorn. Playoff season is here. Brett Marshall, Zeke Boyat, and Justin Baki with you today. Thursday, May 5th, about 8.40 p.m. at the time of this recording. Missed Wild, St. Louis Blues series tied 1-1. Be breaking down that. Maybe talking a couple other topics, but probably a quicker show today as it will be throughout the playoffs, which is nice. For us, but as we always do, gotta check in with all the fellas before we get into the show. So Zeke, how you doing today, man?
2: Uh, doing pretty good. Obviously, the uh, wild one yesterday, really nice, uh, fun game to watch. Although, as we'll get into it, I wish they would have saved a couple of those goals for the first game, but uh, nonetheless, uh, you can't complain. Split in the first two games, you know, been a nice couple days. Uh, Game of Thrones prequel trailer came out today, so that was a nice surprise for me, and just been hanging out today, driving around, getting stuff done, so yeah, no, it's been a been a good uh, couple of days here.
0: Glad to hear it. Justin, about you? Uh,
1: doing well. <clears throat> my second Friday of the week, pretty much, so I'm on my short okay. work week. Been in the thick of things lately with uh, son and hockey clinic, and <laughs> baseball, and daughter and dance, and helping coach baseball, and all, all the other things uh, going on, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to slow down much because it's like one thing after another uh, with their <laughs> sports, which is fine. I love watching them play them, but it just keeps us busy, it keeps us moving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just excited to talk about the Wild here.
0: Yeah, got a lot of good things to talk about. Maybe some not so good things to talk about. We I mean, basically had two completely opposite games between game one and game two for the most part. So um, we'll talk about maybe what to expect coming up for game three as the Wild hit the road. Uh, but Justin, do you have any any prospect news you want to hit on before we uh, before we get into all that?
1: Yeah, I can do uh, a little one here. It's Perfect. dwindling down each every more each each show because a lot of these seasons are coming to an end. I'll start off with uh, Liga, where Simon Johansson signed his two-year entry-level contract with the Wild, set to begin next season. Uh, we were kind of wondering about this because he had a really good season—32 points in 58 games, and then seven points in can- ten playoff games. So. Uh, excited to see him, and, and love to see that he earned that contract.
0: Absolutely, um, and I, and I think the other thing too—he's only what? I think he's only twenty-one years old. Um, yeah, I think um, fifth-round pick in two thousand and was it eighteen? I think it was the
1: same draft as Philip, wasn't it? Yeah, it might mm-hmm. have been
0: the nineteen draft. I think it was the first Fenton draft, which was—I think it was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that would have been, I think the the Philip draft was eighteen. Yes.
2: Um, but regardless, yes. still a
0: still a young defenseman. Um, a little bit of offense to his game at times. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about how, especially for goalies, defensemen, um, that development period can take a little bit longer. So, is he a guy that has an NHL f- future? Maybe. Um, but I think at the very least, me kind of look at you know, what the Iowa blue line has had for a while. It's been a lot of older guys, veterans, kind of these weird tweeners. Mm -hmm. So I think to kind of get an injection Mm -hmm. of youth, you know, as you look forward ahead, you know, you have, you've had Kaelin Addison there, you had Brendan Minnell there for a little bit, Um, but now to get a guy like Johansson in there in the future, you know, hopefully Ryan O'Rourke, Damon Hunt, um, Carson Lambeau, some of those guys may be coming in there as well, which I think should be a nice boost to the Iowa blue line and just continue to kind of improve that team. And, the better that team is, the better situation those prospects are put in to continue and grow and develop. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really yeah. excited to see kind of what he can do in um, Iowa next year and see if you know maybe he's a guy that you know maybe comes up in an emerging situation a few years down the line or what have you. But it's yeah. a great for him. It's it's a well earned, yeah. um, especially when you look at you know the, the possibility that Philip may not even get it to to be a fifth yeah. round pick and be signed to that ELC is is pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus he's a right shot defenseman, so. Always looking for those. <laughs> Never had too many of those. Uh, <clears throat> uh, continuing on with the prospect report uh, in the SHL, Jesper Wallstead's teams in the championship. Um, while I'm talking, I'm going to look up how their game went today. They were up 2-1 to one in the series. Uh, he has not received a start yet, um, but he was hurt at the beginning of playoffs, kind of came back in the lineup, and their, their goalie, Laznati, has... Um, been taking all the starts. The series is actually tied at two now because they lost today. But uh, cool to see him in the championship round and, and at least being there. He helped them get there with his great regular season. So if nothing else, you know mm-hmm. he has that to hang his hat on. And if anything, this might be a better case <clears throat> for
0: the Wild because I, I mean I know there was a little bit of discussion about you know what do you return to the SHL for another year or two. I think if you're the Wild and you're like, well, he's not, you know, there's Mm -hmm. meaningful games going on for his team and he's not playing. Why would, you know, we're going to get him, why wouldn't we get him over here and get him Mm -hmm. playing meaningful games? And I think it was McIntyre who they signed off of waivers that was getting the, the majority of the starts in Iowa. Hunter Jones just doesn't seem like he, you know, might not even have an AHL future at this point. He struggled in the ECHL this year. Um, so plenty of room for for Walsh to come into and I think make an impact in Iowa whether it's you know 50-50, 60-40 split with with Saint McIntyre too so something to keep an eye on there you know if yeah. if your bumdies not playing perhaps maybe that's the the silver lining of of that situation
1: yeah uh, moving on to the KHL CSKA won the Gagarin Cup so Andres Svetlikov and Matt Vegaskov are champions um, going on to the OHL Ryan O'Rourke and uh, Sault Saint Marie, they moved on in their series in five games. He had eight points in that five-game span, one goal, seven assists. So uh, he was our player of the week, actually, on the prospects page. So we'll awesome. cool see him moving on, yep. Uh, as far as the WHL goes, that's kind of all that's left of players. So uh, Caden Bankier and Camloops. they had a first-round sweep. He had six points in the four games played. Uh, Josh Pillar's season came to an end as Saskatoon got eliminated. They got eliminated by Moose Jaw, which is Damon Hunt's team, but he hasn't played. He's been injured. So, I mean, tough to see him. He's kind of had an injury plague season. So, uh, hopefully, in this into this offseason, he can get healthy, maybe.
0: I'm hoping that's not a sign of uh, things well, to
1: come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Red Deer moved on also in the WHL. Kyle Masters had two points in the six playoff games. <clears throat> Pavel Novak's season is over as Kelowna lost in five games. He didn't play in the final two games. Um, I'm thinking he was injured because he was one of their top players, so something to look into. But uh, I have a feeling he was injured. Had one goal in the three games he did play. And then
0: he has. Does he have one more year of junior eligibility? I think he's 20. I thought
1: I'd have to look into that too. I thought he was done.
0: But okay, so another guy that, could that potentially be could be—I mean, be I would long. almost guarantee he gets that ELC if if he can't go yeah. back another year. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the youth injection continues, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah.
1: And then the last thing: Carson Lambos had five points in five playoff games as Winnipeg also moved on to round two, won their series four to one. So uh, lots of guys left in WHL left, and as far as everything else, that's pretty much capisce. So. This is going to be even shorter next week. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Um, well, thanks for the prospect update. We'll always keep to monitor on them as their seasons kind of continue to wrap up, and um, we've got hopefully a, a special off-season episode in the works as well. That'll be very prospect-focused, potentially bringing some of our friends on the show as well. So we're working on coordinating that. So stay tuned uh, for that. Um, but let's get into uh, the Minnesota Wild. Four games since we last recorded. Um, the first two games were Colorado, Cal- Calgary to kind of end the season there. Some back-to-backs. Wild end up winning both of those games. Um, secure home ice for, for round one. Um, Colorado didn't really feel the full team that last game, but it ended up working out well for the Wild because should they get past St. Louis and then get past um, Colorado, no matter who that opponent is, whether it's Calgary or Dallas or um, Edmonton or L.A., they will have home ice in that conference final round. Um, and only Toronto, Carolina, and Florida would have home ice in the Stanley Cup final. Um, as those final two wins did push the Wild to the number five overall seed in the entire playoffs. Fifth best record in the NHL. So pretty, pretty impressive for a team that didn't really have centers and had an un- you know a, a reshaped blue line and a reshaped fourth line coming into the season. Uh, pretty impressive there. So we're not going to dive too much into those games because, frankly, we just don't think mm-hmm. you guys care. Um, highlights, Caprice scored both games. I think Fleury and Talbot each played a game. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Greenway had a two-goal game, one of them when I was empty in editor. Um, end of list of important things. <laughs> so uh, let, let's work back to good and chronologically here. So let's start um, with game one. Um Probably not the way the wild drew up the opening night. Certainly not the way I drew up spending one hundred ninety dollars mm. on a ticket. <laughs> um, Should have yeah, just burned. Holy- Should have just burned a two hundred dollar bill instead, or two two hundred dollar bills yours, instead.
2: Um, yours cost one hundred ninety bucks. Yes, sir. I mean, maybe that's because we had the love the game package, so ours were only seventy five bucks. But holy crap. Yep. I would have been way more pissed off. If I spent almost two hundred oh, yeah. bucks. Oh yeah, and that doesn't
0: account for the uh, the alcohol oh, and food purchase as well. Oh, yeah. So I bet. expensive night of disappointment Yikes. for me. Um, story of my life, though there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, it, it, like I said, what wasn't how they drew it up. They come out pretty strong to start the game. I mean, you could just tell the X was buzzing like that. I, the entire mm-hmm. arena was yeah. just drunk. Like a wild player mm-hmm. would carry the puck across the blue line. And it was like Kaprizov had just done a through the legs deke. Like there's cheering, there's towels waving. Like nothing's even really happening. They're just skating the puck into the zone. Um, then all of a sudden they get the power play. The place is going insane. Um, and then you know, th- then it all kind of unravels from there. There's a there's a turnover by Jonas Brodine that leads to a to a shorthanded rush, which in real time maybe looked like a hook, but on the replay, I don't know if if it was the same on TV or Zeke if you thought the same thing. But from the replay we saw in the arena, to me it looked like an absolute yeah, was- textbook stick lift. Um, his feet were moving. He only lifted up the stick. He didn't do the thing where he flipped it over and put like the toe facing the ice. Didn't get up around his hands. I didn't think. I just thought it was a great play. Um, and then you know, then I really thought, oh well, here we go. And then Flurry yeah. comes up with a big save on the penalty shot, and the roof about blows off the building. Did, yeah. Um, and you think, all right, that was the you know the even further boost that they needed. And then shortly later, um, Jared Spurgeon gets steamrolled by Braden Shen out front, and a, a scrum ensues. Jordan Greenway retaliates, um, gets in a scrum, ends up with the only penalty on the play. The Blues score a power play goal, and that was the game-winning goal. Essentially, the Blues end up scoring two more times in the power play and then get a fourth goal um, on a five-on-five situation where Dmitry Kulikov was out for a morning joyride, just wandering all over the zone, which really led to Ryan O'Reilly being kind of open in front of the net. Um, Story of the game, obviously, the wild penalty kill um, ends up, I think, technically being... Four for six on the night, but there was a power play goal scored like two seconds after one of them expired, Mm -hmm. so that was essentially a power play goal. And then uh, Blues had, I think, two power plays late where they basically just passed the puck around and killed time off the clock, especially that last one where they really weren't even trying. Um, And then the other end of the ice, the wild power play goes a dreadful 0 for 6. Not for lack of scoring chances, they had some good looks, um, Mm -hmm. especially their own period. Kaprizov had a couple on the back door. Um, it just couldn't elevate or just missed the net. Um, I think they hit three or four posts in the game. So I mean it wasn't for a lack of scoring chances, just Villy mm-hmm. really Who's so solid and the Wild just couldn't seem to to find anything and end up dropping game one uh
2: 4-0 Yeah. And I mean to go back to the you know, the beginning of like you mentioned, I mean obviously like you mentioned the crowd was great. That's just the first thing, you know. We could see it on T V last night, but shout out to all the fans. It was a uh, I'm mean, sure it's been fun to watch on TV, but but as you said, the place was uh, you know absolutely rocking. Even in the intro, the pregame video and all that was really fun. And and as you mentioned too, I really agreed. I thought after Flory made that save in the penalty shot, you know, you know, I kind of thought too. Okay, you know, here we go. That's just you know, like you said, it's just another swing in the right way. And I think uh, I think it was Zuccarello set up Fiala who Husel made a great save on. I think got the pad on it. Just even you know, Fiala didn't elevate the puck. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, that might have been his best save of the game. I don't think it's on the highlight on the highlight package that ESPN put up. But, you know, obviously, I, you know, because, I mean, it's hard to know. Obviously, the game would have been different. But I think, you know, at that point, the building was just ready to explode. And I think, you know, if they would have scored first, you know, like we saw them do last night, you know, that obviously I think that the game would end up very differently. But, I mean, as you said, Fuso uh, looked, you know, cool as a cucumber that first game. Uh, you know, and uh, unfortunately, that just kind of, like I said, first period get down to nothing. Uh, Just eventually, at that point, you could just see in a lot of the, you know, with a lot of the penalties and so, just some of the play that rest of the game after the first, that you could, uh, you could, you could visibly see the frustration that they had through a lot of that game.
1: Yeah, I, when I was watching, I was like, "Is this freaking 2017, Jake Allen, or what?" <laughs> when that first game out, so yeah. I felt, I felt like it we started. Like it. Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, felt like we started off strong like you mentioned Brett and then you know Jordan Greenway took a couple bad penalties and and of course special teams was kind of our demise in that one as it was mentioned but you know we, we talked we want to play this team five on five that changed in game two but I mean if you look at the stats you'd be like I mean we outshot them out face off them out hit them but uh yeah it's just one of those games where we just couldn't score a goal it was it was pretty frustrating
0: to watch. Yeah, 3.37 expected goals in the game as well. Huso stopped them all. Um, and it would be remiss if we didn't gloss over, too. You know, you had the whole Jared Spurgeon situation, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a, a clear sign of the team boiling over with him, throwing a very deliberate, potentially dangerous cross-check, basically, right into the Achilles Um, of Pavel Buchnevich, after kind of looked like it took a kind of a – almost looked like a roundhouse kick to the face. It was inadvertent as Buchnevich has kind of fell. And not long before that, Marcus Foligno was kind of running around, kind of not really sucker-punching guys, but kind of punching guys in the back, and the head, and you know just to see two of your captain's leaders, guys that are usually pretty level-headed when it comes to those situations. Like, don't get around, they'll push and shove. But when I kind of get to that cheap stuff, you know, it's just not stuff we've seen. You know, Foligno just the one incident this year – um, mm-hmm. with, with, with the incidents in, in Winnipeg But um, you know when those two are getting frustrated It was boiling over And um, the good news was Is once all that passed um, You know there, there was a lot of frustrations On on Twitter There was a lot of speculation of you know Should we rebuild the fourth line Who hardly saw the ice Due to just the constant special teams mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think there was pretty good And it was fair It ended up being true speculation About Kulikov coming out of the lineup Just for some gaffes he had in the game so game game two rolls around. Um, Wild come in. Um, they call Agassi in the third line. Flurry comes back to start. Wild just explode. Um, Juul Eriksson, Kirill Kaprizov combined for five, technically six if not for an offside goals. Um, and then Freddie Goudreau gets what I think might end up being you know kind of the biggest goal of the game to get that that mm-hmm. second one on the power play. I think you mm-hmm. get. You got a couple monkeys off your back, right? Like, oh, you know, we, we beat Huso once. Was it lucky? Nope, we just beat him again. I think they had killed a penalty right before that, and then they get the power play goal. It just felt like everything that went wrong in game one all of a sudden felt like it, it remedied itself, remedied itself, and they just kind of rolled from there. Um, the PK made all the right adjustments, and we can dive into that in a second. The power play, I think, ended the game with, I think it ended up being two goals, um, which mm-hmm. was huge after going over 6 in that first game. It just felt like, you know, <laughs> you had teams like, oh, well, this series is over. Uh, blues, yeah. blues in four, blues in five, and now you look at that last game. Well, now it's anybody series again. We're going back to St. Louis. The momentum's ours. Um, it's right back
1: to where we started, and you know this series could really go anyway. All right, and you you mentioned uh, Kaprizov had, I believe you mentioned Kaprizov had the big game. Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. <laughs> uh, Eck was a man on fire, and then Tyson Jost, I felt like yeah, you know he was. Amazing last night. He had that one shift where uh, basically his line mates were changing. He was down the zone. It was like him and three Blues players, and he basically kept possession for quite a bit of time in that mm-hmm. that corner uh, I and mean behind the net. But that 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 uh, sent me on on the fourth line from here on out. It was it was fun to watch him last night. Yeah, and yeah. I think
0: that, the, the thing I really liked about that Joe's game is you know we kind of brought him in. You know the scouting ports that we got from Flo and Byron, and from Avs fans, Avs media was that. You know Tyson Jones. Does he have offensive skill? Yes, but he's also a very good defensive player, and he can kill penalties. And I thought those were the two areas that were he was just spectacular last night. There's a couple of plays in the penalty kill where he would just win a battle, get the puck out of the zone, chip it out, get a change. He obviously had the huge block shot where he went to the bench, like oh my gosh, mm-hmm. he's hurt, and then like 30 seconds later he's back out there again. And then Justin, you know, like he said, he had the shift where he carried the puck into the zone. Um, I think he ran one off the post, um, had another really good one, made a good move to the slot and got a backhander on net. Um,
1: Took down Mikola. Yeah, had a hit huge too. hit
0: behind net, behind the net, like not a big guy. And just, you know, the energy was there from him last night. And like, even if it didn't show up on the stat sheet, I think if you watch that game, especially it felt like kind of in that third period, um, he really just kind of like it seemed he found some sort of confidence where he the puck was just seeming to find him. And, and it was really nice to see um kind of what i think and i think most would agree probably one of his best games with the wild so far yeah
2: no and i you know i think too i mean you guys mentioned with how he's playing it was kind of almost that uh, that fearlessness because they did get crunched a couple times including mm-hmm. in the third period when he was coming across the zone and you know, as you mentioned brett even blocking the shot you know none of that uh, none of that deterred him because you know obviously he's not he, he's strong but he's obviously he's not the hugest guy but uh Good to see that you know that kind of play doesn't uh, you know deter him from going to those areas and making plays. But you know to uh, kind of move back to the beginning, I thought you know obviously it was only the first ten minutes, but you know the first ten minutes of that game you know were kind of concerning because it was seemed like more of the same from game one. You know, Wild really just couldn't yeah, a uh, you know, make a pass; <laughs> they couldn't make a pass out of their zone. And I mean, every time you know they would get the puck, there's like two got two Blues players you know all over the forward of the defenseman, and it was uh you know, it was like, uh-oh, here we go again. But, you know, as usual in hockey in sports, but hockey especially, you know, one lucky break, uh, the stick breaking, uh, and a nice play by, uh, you know, Jordan Not only Green, that. He breaks the that. stick,
0: and then he blew the tire, too, which allowed yeah, just to, to rifle across he the heck, and boom, back at the and, I mean, First shot of the, the
2: game. Yeah, I mean, good shot, too, And instead of just uh, firing it right into the chest of the goalie, he uh, yep. placed perfectly five-hole, and uh, I mean, obviously, that was big, but I mean, I think it was... Maybe it was a little bit of evening out. I mean, you know, for as maybe the, although the wild didn't play great in game one, I think, you know, as we as you mentioned, Brett, they didn't really get any bounces, so they probably had that one coming. Just uh, and it was obviously a you know I think it was huge to get out first, and you know, like we like we said earlier, just get the crowd in the game and get everybody pumped up early.
0: And then even you look at the second goal. I think it would the second shot of the game was the Brody slapper from the point of the power play, mm-hmm. and you just have two guys up front, Felino and. And Goudreau, you know, if you look to replay, like they both were kind of going for the puck. It almost looked like Felina was going to saw Goudreau stick out of his hand and prevent the goal. But, you know, Freddie Goudreau, who you know we talked about, I believe, last week, just the second half he's had and just how he just seems to find it. And there were so many subtle plays last night by him, too, where he broke up some plays kind of on back checks and his positioning in the D zone. Um, again, him and Fiala good on the penalty kill. Uh, I just continue, like, just like you wanna like say, Hey, yep, that spot is Rossi's next year if Fiallo's back, but it's the more you watch, like, how do you move Freddie Goodreau? He's just right. playing so damn well. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see. Um, and the other thing I was gonna bring up about Joost, and I think Russo mentioned this. Um I think he's like the third most playoff games among the wild forwards, <laughs> um, which is kinda yeah. kinda funny to think about. Um Same. I don't know I don't know who has more um off the top of my head, but Zuccarello Flare, probably Zuccarello. Zuccarello.
1: Flare, um, obviously uh. it's yeah. it was the well, forwards. Yeah. I'm um, oh, wondering, right, if, so wondering yeah. if it
0: might be Eck, might be the other one potentially, um, just because he would have been a part of all those other wild teams um, before him. But um, nonetheless, it was, you know, some to have contribute. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the goals were scored: Kaprizov, Eriksson, Eck. Some of your big guns, but just to have those those good games from you know guys like a Tyson Jost or Freddie Goudreau. I think John Merrill blocked like six shots, um, had some nice defensive plays to to clear pucks out in front of the net too. So I think just Little contributions and those little things, those small details, and um, playoff games can go a really long way. um I mean, well, yeah. for
2: sure. But I, I will say, uh you know, you mentioned with obviously Capri Side with the hat trick, but I think you know that was that fifth goal he scored uh, to make it five to two for the Wild. You know, that was kind of the play we'd been, you know, asking for from that top line, asking for him specifically for, you know, even last year in the playoffs and you know after the first game, and it was. I think it was David he stripped the puck from in the defensive zone, kind of. And nice it was after they'd probably puck.
0: been hemmed in the offensive zone for yeah. had mm-hmm. it been what 45, 50 seconds. And I'm sitting yeah. there thinking, like, and I was I was yeah. watching my yeah. roommate, and I'm sitting there going, like, man, it feels yeah. like this line has just been hemmed in against this O'Reilly Ryan like the first two games, like. And I'm like, and then they finally got the puck. I'm like, all right, so you now they can get it deep and get a change. And I was like, oh, it's two on one. Here we go. And sure enough, you give Kaprizovsikar a little bit of space, and they're not gonna they're yeah. not gonna mess up on those too often.
2: No. Some good yeah, you, uh, good patience by Zucrow in that mm-hmm. pass to wait out the defenseman. Yeah, yeah, you brought
1: up those six block shots by Merrill. If I, I was looking at the box score, and then actually our, mm-hmm. our third pairing had nine total block shots, which was yeah. by far the most block shots by any of the yeah. the pairings. So, mm-hmm. which is I've been
0: an advocate of before, isn't necessarily always a good thing because it means you're probably spending the the period defending, um, but also when you're blocking shots, that means you're not getting through to your goalie, which means you are presenting scoring chances. Yeah. So, right. um, high c for lower that. expected goals. Yeah, Um, Yeah. so let's move to the special teams um, because I was really happy to see. um, Some of you may have seen it, but after that first game, I mean, there was a very clear pattern on on three of those four St. Louis goals, all that came on the power play of that cross-seam pass. Um, And it's been an issue for the Wild all year um, where teams are running this umbrella formation. For whatever reason, the forwards and defensemen seem to transition more into a box. Um, They've been chasing and trying to be aggressive to the guy up high. Um, and I basically said, like, hey, this is what they tried and didn't work. Like, all three goals came because they are chasing up top, they move it down to wing for a quick cross-ice pass, and credit to the Blues. I mean, that, that seems probably only open for half a second to a second, but they found it all three times and then crashed the net and got rebounds. Um, but I basically said, I said, I feel like what the Wild need to do is just let, you know, in, in the Blues situation, it's Justin Falk at the blue line. Let him do what he wants up there. Collapse down on the wings, take away that cross-seam pass. If Justin Falk wants to hammer slappers from the blue line, especially with that power play the Blues run, they've got two guys flanking. They have a bumper. There's only one guy in front. You've got four wild players between Falk and Fleury. Like, Fleury should stop that puck, and if not, the rebound should be cleared. He's going to see that. And there was one early in the game, like, yeah, they gave Falk the lane. He winded up a slap shot, and there was no one in front of him. Fleury just swallowed it up, covered it up, got a whistle. They got a change. I think they won the next faceoff and cleared it down the ice. Um, And it seemed like such an easy fix, and I was sitting there scratching my head, going like, "They gotta see this on the tape, right?" And it was great to see him come out in that next game and make those adjustments. You saw the forwards, you know, sucking down a little bit more. There's definitely a a a close attention to detail, mostly Jared Spurgeon, just to kind of stay almost shadow David Perron on that left flank and make sure he doesn't, you know, even have a chance to shoot. Nonetheless, get a rebound. Um, but those adjustments are made. They, they got the one power play goal on kind of a broken play where the Wild. Almost won the battle at the blue line, and they think they had everyone kind of going in the direction. Um, Blues make a great play to hold the zone, and um, I believe it was Jordan Cairo made a really nice – or no, it might have been Robert mm-hmm. Thomas made a really nice play to kind of fend off Spurgeon Marcus. behind the net, and and Middleton kind of gets aggressive as the wrong guy, and um, Thomas found um, – a guy coming down the slot, so a great play there. But other than that, kind of that one little slip up where it was kind of a broken play. I thought the penalty kill looked miles, miles better and made yep. the proper adjustments. Um, and I'm hoping that's something that they continue to focus on, whether it's in a morning skate or you know go back review the video, look at the things that went well, and continue
2: to try to kind of replicate that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's been you, know, you mentioned with the front of the cross ice passes. I mean, we saw that in game one with David Prong, but I think that's been you know their issue all year. It's been all, all year, year. Is yeah. There, is mm-hmm. they're allowing, especially a team like St. Louis, who you know from a lot of the articles they read, what they're really good at is making passes into those quick passes yeah. into those areas for chances. And I mean, when you do that, you're you're not only you're making you know at heart, it's hard for the goalie to react, you got to get over, but you know you're making it you know the defense it's it's just it's you got to reaction time is a lot less when they can make that quick pass for the one timer across. And as you mentioned, Brett uh, taking that away was obviously huge. And I mean, just you know, like you said, I just think. You know, it's not like they were all over them but I feel like another issue with their PK has been they've been way too passive at times and just basically allowing the other team to like dictate what they want to do and I mean as you said they you know like you mentioned Brett they took away those uh, shots I mean you didn't pretty much didn't see David Perron the whole game and even on any of the power plays or a couple of those guys right and uh, and and you know they'll just you know as you mentioned uh, made him take the uh, lesser, shots from farther out uh, if they didn't if they even got shots at all the wild good shot clearing but yeah no obviously it was uh, you know it's pretty much just a complete opposite uh, from game one
1: yeah i don't got much to add to it i just felt like their sticks were more active and and maybe they're playing like more of a tighter box so if they there was a rebound they were able to get to it quicker and get it down the ice it was mm-hmm. it was a much better performance um uh, as opposed to giving up basically three power plays a game before um uh, again, I don't have much to add, but th- that's kind of the things I noticed out of it.
0: Yeah, and the other holistic thing that I noticed that I liked a lot was it seemed they kind of simplified the game, and we saw it early on. It's just mm-hmm. pucks on net. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially once they realized, you know, hey, two of our first three shots went in on Vilihu, so like, let's keep firing pucks. Um, you know, we're g- it, it doesn't always have to be this pretty tic-tac-toe three passes from the Hartman-Zugrela-Caprice offline to get a goal. Sometimes it's got to be a broken stick and a quick one-timer. Freddie Goudreau flying, you know, laying out in the slot and chipping one over the pad. Um, It's just pucks on net mentality, and um, you know, even if you look at the stats, like the the quality of chances weren't necessarily great. They didn't have a ton of shots on goal, but they made them count, and they really tightened things up defensively too. Um, At five on five, they were outplayed, but it wasn't like they were getting hemmed in on. It It was just both teams Mm kind of played a a really tight. defensive game and to me that's kind of what I anticipate kind of heading into game three I think we saw a game where the wild took over kind of dominated we saw a game where the blues took over and dominated um and we saw the wild make adjustments and I anticipate the blues are going to go back they're going to watch the film and they're going to do the same thing and they're going to come on on home ice and want to you know get their building rowdy and things too so I, I anticipate this next game to probably be a lot tighter um I think at this point the officials are probably going to dial back a little bit more on penalties now. I think you'll continue to see a lot of those coincidental minors that we've seen, you know, a handful of, there was probably what, two or three four on fours last night Mm -hmm. that we saw as well. Um, so I think, you know, more of those, some more tight checking, you know, if might be a game that's two, one, three, two, right. Um, and then from then on it, it could go any direction, but if I'm the wild, I'm not, I'm not, you know, thinking you've won the series because you had one good game. you got to go no. out and do it again, and I think no. there's still adjustments that can be made. The Kaprizov line at 5-on-5, five five, to me, still hasn't really looked very good, um, and the numbers have backed that up. That O'Reilly line's really kept them in check. Um, Kaprizov's been, you know, a little shove here, a little hook there. Um, you know, it's been held. Granted, he did have the hat trick, but one of those comes in the power play. Um, I think one of them kind of came, like, in between a shift because I think Eck and Felina were on the ice for that one. Greenway wasn't, so... Um, mm-hmm you know, just little things like that. I think those adjustments will continue to make, and um, I'm looking for a little bit tighter game. Um, I don't think it'll be a a four goal game, as we've kind of seen these
2: first two be. No, but I mean, I think, you know, like you mentioned, with that being the case, I mean, you know, as we saw, even in the first game, if if that's the case, it's tighter, and they call us penalties, you know, then your special teams, and you're probably especially going to be even that more important, and I I mean, like you mentioned, Brett, just getting pucks on net, I mean, I think that, third goal they scored in the first period there is a the perfect example i mean you had you know pre Fiala, eric snack basically all within a foot of the goal all jamming away and yes it's not pretty but you know that's that's usually the most of the time you know unless you're colorado here versus nashville just skating all around them you know that's how you're going to score and i mean you know another point i thought of you know justin you mentioned uh, eric snack his play earlier but he's you know he's another guy that yeah, you know it just fits he's just the perfect playoff player the way he plays and can score those you know those dirty greasy goals I guess if you want to call them but uh, yeah no I think uh, I think it was encouraging just you know that there's they are able to you know get the special teams a little bit back on track uh you know because I mean I mean obviously you need to win you can't you weren't going to be able to go down two nothing going into St. Louis and have that go well for you but yeah no I think uh, it uh you know Obviously, stuff went for. I think again, Brett, it was just kind of opposite the first game. Where first game, Wild maybe played better five on five. St. Louis won the special teams battle. Second game, St. Louis better five on five. Wild won special teams battle, and uh, you know, obviously, that's just how it goes sometimes. Yep.
1: Yeah, what I do like, <clears throat> I'll, I'll just touch on it quick. Uh, mm-hmm. From game two to game one, is is our discipline. We were much more disciplined and seemed to lose our crap a lot less cut our penalty minutes basically in half and, you know, finally cast in on our own power play and, and won special teams battle, as you, battle as you mentioned. Um, and another good thing is uh, now we know that we can beat the Blues. I mean, it's only one yeah. game, but it's the first game we've beat them this year, and they've pretty much had our number for about three seasons. So yeah, uh, hopefully this is kind of that motivator that's like, okay, we can hang with these guys. We can beat these guys. Like, Let's go. Let's win this series. Yeah, yeah and it, the
0: other thing I not the
2: next
0: two. Yeah, and the other thing I think that can't be overlooked is, you know, Vili Huso did give up five goals the other night. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of shots. Um, this is the playoffs. This is a guy that, you know, basically just didn't really start playing games until this year. That was his first two playoff starts. Um, they have a guy in Jordan Bennington who's who's won him a cup, um, who has struggled and been inconsistent this year. So I think they're, you know, in kind of a very similar situation to the to what the Wild were here in game two. Um, A little bit different in that, you know, you have two established veterans in Fleury and Talbot, but, you know, I think the Blues are probably really heavily winning right now. Or, hey, do we go back to the guy who got a shutout in game one? Or do we take the guy out that just gave up five goals and and go back to our $6 million goalie that we have here for the next five years, who's playoff tested? Um, You know, Jordan Binnington's a guy I think who reminds you a little bit of, of Darcy Kemper and Devin Dubnik and, you know, these guys that. When they're on, that they can be great. But if you can beat them once, twice, they can get a little mentally flustered. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of beat them on just sort of their mental game. So I'm really, really curious to see if the Blues, um, if, if they maybe go to Jordan Binnington. Um, and as well, the, the uh, their blue line little beat up. No Marcos Candela. Yeah. Um, um, who got hurt in game one. Uh, uh, Nick, Letty. Uh, Nick Letty, then, Nick yes, Letty, yes. Uh, who got bo- probably what should have been a boarding penalty on Matt Boldy, um, but mm. didn't get called kind of a, a weird collision that uh, led to him hitting his head on the glass. So I'm assuming it's probably concussion-type symptoms. Um, doesn't sound like he'll be back. And then, of course, the scary play last night where Robert Portuzo took um, a Juul neck wrist shot from about five feet away oh, straight yeah. to the ear. Um so really hoping he's all right cuz that was just that was scary. Um never like to see guys get a puck point blank to the face. Um Portuzo I think might be a guy too that grandfathered himself into the no shield too and um mm-hmm. you know maybe thankfully it hit him on the side of the head versus square on cuz that could have been really bad but um so hoping first and foremost that um he's doing all right. Never good to see that. Um but they could be without three of their blue liners um which could be huge for the Wild to to try to exploit that. Um, as well as, you know, the, with that Fiala line, you know, even with the with the grief squad, if they can kind of hem in on those guys too, obviously Capri So those are kind of the two big things I'm watching, especially in the Blues end um, heading into game three is where, where do they go in net? Um, and I think if you're Vili Huso, even if they do go back to him, I mean, you, you're coming off of, you're probably shaky, nervous. Hey, I just gave up five. Now I'm on home ice. If we lose this, now we're down in the series. Like that's a big mental game for, for a young goalie to battle through. So, um, couple things I'm watching. Anything in particular you guys are kind of watching, um, either from the Wild side or the Blue side, as we kind of head in, um, head over to St. Louis for these next couple of games?
1: I think uh, with the Wild, I, I want to see, you know, in the first game, obviously it was due to penalty minutes. I want to see uh, someone other than Jost on the fourth line kind of get going. You know, you mm-hmm. see Delorier, I mean, he'll lay hits and all that, but it just seemed like that line never really got going outside of Jost, so I'd,
2: I'd like to see that line. Get going a little more. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, I think do him, you could probably expect more. You know, Deloria, I think he's just there to hit people and to fight and be, you know, big, scary guy. But I mean, yeah, he, he, like you said, he does need to play. I mean, didn't Jost play like 14 minutes last night? Yeah, he played 14 minutes. I mean, I think. Mm -hmm. Which is a lot. I mean, a lot of that was
0: from the, the, I think, the penalty kill,
2: but they, he,
0: they were, he was getting a lot of shifts late in the game as he should have. I mean, he seemed every time he was on the ice, the puck was on his stick. So. Um, yeah, yeah, great. To no see. I mean, if that at, that's huge because if you can have For sure. you can have a fourth line you can trust and you can give you know that other line a 30 extra seconds to catch their breath, um, and all of a sudden that you know you get a play like that one last night where all of a sudden hey they've got that little extra boost to take that one mm-hmm. extra rush up the ice and and create a goal, um, and that was a huge goal in the game too because I believe at the mm-hmm. time it was 4-2. Flurry had just made that huge kind of sliding pad save where he kind of pinned it underneath the pad coming across. Um, and then I don't think it was much more than two minutes later that um, yeah. all of a sudden there was that there was that rush and the wild kind of went up five it, at that point it went five to two and it felt like the game was kind of in the bag and of course Karpetsup gets the empty net shortly thereafter
2: so yeah um, big and, uh, turning point I in mean, that game too yeah I and mean, I think was it on the same power plays that to save made and Chen was that the same one that Tarasenko hit the post from far uh, out or was that earlier because I remember that happened yeah I'm not sure I mean either, I mean either way like it said I thought. You know that was that game definitely started to feel like you know all these last twelve minutes aren't going to be so fun. But I don't know. I think for me, and just a little goaltending the wild side. I guess I'm just interested to see how you know, assuming obviously that Flurry is going to play again, how you know well he plays on the road in St. Louis, and you know how he handles that. Obviously, he has the experience, and uh, it was good to see him. You know, have a little bit more of a I guess stable game in game two. Where, yep. You know, a little less flopping around, a little less you know, just uh, looking out of control. So, you know, just to see how he, you know, handles that, being on the road, now that. I mean, obviously we know he's capable, but uh, it would, yeah, you know, we, like you said, Brett, with it probably being a tight game, I, I mean, either team's going to need their goal. It'd be great uh, to sneak out a win here. Yep.
0: Goaltending and special teams, that's how you that's how you win in the playoffs. It's uh,
2: always it.
0: I mean, if you need If you need an example, look no for the games one and two, right? it was goaltending and special mm-hmm. teams, so. Yeah. It, Igor Shesterkin for the Rangers in that marathon game, you know, he's the Man. he's the big guy there too. So oh.
1: um mm-hmm.
0: you know, the good news is I mean you look around, you know, uh Boston's already rotated goalies between two young guys. Carolina's out there two starting goalies. Um Nashville, Nashville doesn't have UC Saros and <laughs> Dave Riddick oh. got torched. Right. Um oh, there's some other team, uh, Carolina. Did I mention Carolina already? Oh, Pittsburgh um, has no Jari oh, yeah. and and DeSmith kind of tweaked something. So, and there are a lot of teams that are dealing with goalie issues. So, if you're the Minnesota Wild, I think you're happy to have two guys that that you feel comfortable with. There's a lot of these teams are like playing a guy out of sheer desperation. I think, Chuck um, LaFontaine was like suited up in the Hurricanes locker yeah, room as cool. the e bug yeah. um, <laughs> the other night. So, I mean, that's that situation some of these other teams are in. So. Um, you know, we, we we questioned. You know, we Justin, you and I were team team Talbot um, last week. I mean, as we're, but we did our own poll, and I think Russo did one as well. I think our poll was something around like eighty percent of people thought Talbot. Um, I think Russo's poll was around seventy five percent of people thought Talbot. Um, but Garen and, and Evison, you know, go, go flurry. He looks maybe a little shaky in game one. Couple juicy rebounds. Granted, on some tough angle shots where there's probably not a whole lot of other areas you can put those pucks in, especially in the power play on one-timers and um, comes out in game two. And as we kind of talked before we jumped on, you know, had a couple of really big saves, you know, maybe one goal he wanted back, but for the most part, just calm, cool, collected back there. Felt like he made the saves that he needed to. And then, you know, as we've talked, which um, in the playoffs, he made those timely saves, like the big saves came Mm -hmm. in moments where, he got a freeze when the Wild were under seizure. You know, when the game got tight, he makes a big save, and then the Wild go and score shortly thereafter. Those are the kind of saves that are that are important. You know, maybe if it even wasn't a high-danger shot, just that things to, to calm things down, give your team a chance to get a line change, you know, to, to end the power play, to help kill the penalty, whatever it is. Um, and it felt like we got that last night. So I would fully anticipate um, him to start game three. I don't, it, I mean, they could go tell, but just throw everyone for a fucking loop, but <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. I think it'll be no. for game three.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's obviously, you know, obviously a little unfair. Maybe, you know, obviously Cam's not going to love it. But, you know, as we know, everybody in this team, you know, as they said we don't got, you know, nobody complains here. Everyone supports the team, which is you know, been been the great thing about this team this year, even when, you know, a lot of these guys that could be playing aren't, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, as I said, it's about winning. And I mean, I don't know. I guess I just was kind of surprised at how many people were surprised that, flurry's getting the benefit of the doubt because you know i mean it's like yes that cam was their guy but you know when you trade a second slash possibly first round pick for him i mean i guess i just didn't quite understand the you know how people you know were so surprised that they were playing him but you know i I mean it's a game by game thing again like we said before if he's horrible tomorrow they probably make a change the next game i mean it's not like it's not like uh you know it's not like they're ride or die you know on one guy so
1: Yep, man. and also be happy that we don't have a locker room like the Winnipeg Jets have right now. So, yes, um, tumultuous yeah, been a lot of stuff been put out there lately. So, yeah, if you, you didn't know. see,
0: basically there was a kind of exit interviews with players, and um, it wasn't said directly, but Paul Stastny basically alluded to everyone caring more about their own personal stats and gains than than a team atmosphere. And I'm like, hm, can't relate to yeah. that. Right. Um yeah, you've heard it come out of the players mouth, you know, Kevin Fiala, oh, I don't I don't care about my own points. I'm team's winning. Yeah. Phil Caprice, eh, mm-hmm. yeah, 100 points. I'm just going to laugh it off. I'm excited that Delo scored a goal, right? Like Yeah. You know, just culture. Culture matters and I think we've seen it um this year in in, in drills yeah. for the Wild, so. Okay. Uh-huh. Um anything else you guys want to hit on? I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. when you win a playoff game, you're not you know, lineup decisions kind of go out the window. Um, I don't really think, and we know some guys are battling through injuries, but I don't think it didn't seem like anyone really got banged up any further. I wouldn't anticipate, you know, barring an illness or some freak accident, that we'll see any changes. I would assume that um, Goligoski, Merrill will come back and Kulikov will continue to see the press box um, mm-hmm. after that kind of that really horrendous game one. Um, Personally, you know, my ideal third pair is probably still Kulikov, Goligoski, but. Um, after that game, Kulikov had game one. I don't I don't fault him for, for keeping him in the press box and don't fix it asn't broken if you win a game. You just you roll it back, you yeah. run it back. And you adjust as you need, and that's the Wild have that benefit, right? They you know, yeah. they have a guy, you know, they have Kylan Addison if they need him there, they can bring back Dmitry Kulikov. Jordy Ben played forty games this year somehow. You know, they've got Black Aces, they've got Connor Dewar, they've got Nick Bugstead, a bunch of guys. Like luxuries I don't think a team like Saint Louis has, right? Um, you know, when they're healthy, they're good. But I mean, they're they're gonna feel it with as we alluded to with that blue line, the three injuries they have there as well. So,
1: right. And even if those guys are playing, you know, they're playing through injuries. I mean, we are too, but uh, theirs are pretty fresh. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, game. Th- Three tomorrow night, another eight thirty puck drop. So drink your coffee around six and Ouch. stay awake. I mean, there late late night. Um, and then three thirty I believe on Sunday, and then yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I'll we'll take the early one. Um, there will be a game five. I don't know. Do we have a time See, for it? They said it do. was 8:45 yeah. Yeah, yeah. eight forty-five. Yeah, eight thirty again <clears> on <throat> Tuesday. So um, will Ouch. likely be a Wednesday show next week. Got a Justin the Fly with the playoffs. So we'll recap those three games. Um, I think to me, the the key for the Wild, I think they'll, they they want to go out and kind of do what the Blues did in game one is try to take the crowd out of it early. Um, mm-hmm. and Justin, I think the thing you alluded to, making sure you maintain that discipline. You know, you mm-hmm. might play, the Blues may be playing, you know, a team like the Wild. You know, you're, you're fired up by your fans. You might want to get into it and rile up your fans. But I think staying out of the bull crap, you know, thing that impressed me is, you know, like, there were disciplined situations. There were situations, you know, Ryan Hartman, a guy notorious for retali- retaliating, Kevin Fiala, these types of guys, they were just skating away, turning the other mm-hmm. shoulder. They weren't getting engaged, and I think that was huge. And we saw, I think, two or three times um, where the Blues, you know, got a penalty and the wild, could have retaliated and didn't, end up on the power play um, because of it. So, to me, that's kind of two things I think are going to be key is to maintain that discipline. Um obviously hopefully continue to work on those adjustments on the on the penalty kill because they're never gonna have to kill penalties. Um I think they just had mm-hmm. the one game all year maybe where they didn't take a penalty. Um and then I think if they can get on the board first, I think that'll be that'll be a huge start. And then if all three of those blue liners are out and if especially if Binnington's in, um trying to take advantage of that, expose the D, pepper the net early on. Yep.
2: Yeah, Not just to... Uh... Obviously, I mean, you wanna win every game, but you know, I think the main mission is again just to at the very least just get one game and then, you know, it's basically a best three after that with uh, two games at home. So yeah, no, hope yeah. Hopefully it's a big weekend and hopefully next time we're talking yep. uh, you know, we're sitting and We're not sweating
0: about the season being over. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, yeah, that'd yep. be nice. That'd be nice.
0: I guess in theory it could be it could be over by the next show. We're not gonna speak that into existence. Hypothetically.
1: No, we're not. Reverse jinx it. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any other
0: series or games that you guys want to talk about at all from across the
2: league? Uh, I mean, nothing much except uh, I don't know if you guys see the. I mean, I'm assuming you saw what happened in the Calgary Dallas game, but that there was a huge melee off the drop in the oh, game tonight not. where uh, Klingberg and Chuck got into it again. Again? Yeah, it, they did. And uh, also of note that uh, Nashville did tie their game with Colorado at one late in the mm. first. So it's not a complete beating as of this moment.
0: And yeah, they're but. actually out shooting him too, 12 to eight.
2: Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. I think the Colorado leaving
0: Connor Ingram.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Riddick no. is God awful. Holy crap. that His yep. five hole is like mm-hmm. wide open all the time. They, yeah. they
1: probably got motivation from having the Avalanche leave the score up during their morning skate. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, they did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's actually hilarious i didn't hear about that that's funny. really funny <laughs> you know, zero seconds left in the third seven
1: to two they left it up on their morning <laughs> that's actually really funny that's nice that's that like the awesome.
0: perfect level of trolling like just enough disrespect but also yeah. like hey this is what happened
1: like and you're it in our is, barn
0: yeah. like i like that that's yep. funny
1: <laughs> um i do want to mention um i want to congratulate congratulate uh matt dumba for being nominated to the king clancy Awards so again I I in the shuffle cause, you know he, you know i won it last mm-hmm. year so yep oh, two years or whatever it was
0: two years ago i think because him and zucker i believe yeah. went back to back um okay I don't I'm trying to remember who it won, was won it
1: uh, last 2020 year. yeah it was 2020 he won it
0: Yep. it was in the bubble um that year who did what? I don't remember who won it last year. I can't can't think of it. Oh well. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was some fun. You know, there's the marathon games. Um, you know, the, was it triple overtime, or was it double overtime? Pittsburgh. That, that Pittsburgh Rangers. That should I go. I think it went triple overtime. Yeah, um,
2: it was about five minutes in. Yeah, it was. The triple. Penguins
0: had wrap, racked up over like seven and a half expected goals in that game, like just insane. Mm-hmm. Shuster,
1: 151 total shots. Yeah, Shesterkin
0: was just playing out of his <laughs> absolute goddamn mind. Um, if you can't watch a Rangers, I mean, go watch Igor Shesterkin. He got he's he's special. I mean, I'm not saying that's what Walsett could be one day, but you know we're talking about kind of that next wave of generational goalies, and I think he'll be the one kind of leading the way. Um, I think he's only his second year in the league right now, maybe. Uh, but he, yeah, he's second, special. Second fault, yeah, yeah, he's mm-hmm. been special. I mean, I, yep. think they, oh, uh, the... I think the Rangers, they did come back, and uh, yep. Yeah, they yeah, uh, exposed um, Louis Deming tonight, um, put up five on the Penguins tonight, won that 5-2. So that series evened up. A lot of close series. Um, we saw Tampa Bay even it up last night. The only one I think that's gone 2-0 is Carolina-Boston, and Carolina, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, they've shit-kicked Boston. Um, a little yeah.
2: surprised that they haven't fought. There's not really going to push back there, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. It, yeah. I picked the Hurricanes. I sent them to the Stanley Cup. I still, I just love the way they play. Um, they're my second favorite team. So, is there a bias there? Sure, um, but I just love the way they play. I think they've got, they have the kind of lineup built for the playoffs. And I mean, they've basically won two games with their call them your third or fourth string goalie yeah. in net essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they're getting great defense. Nino Niederreiter, I think, has three goals in the first two games, so they're getting that, you know, kind of that third line scoring. Um, Aho and Svechnikov are doing their things. I don't know if you guys saw that Svechnikov hit from their night, but yes. yeah, well, I mean, I,
2: mean Holy crap. I don't think I've ever I've That'd seen nice. a
0: harder, cleaner hit. I mean, it no. was just shoulder right to the chest, and mm. Lindholm got up like all googly eyed and like yeah. stumbling all over. Ouch. And, I thought it was a great hit. I mean, it was shoulder. He didn't jump. He didn't leave his feet. I don't really think he hit him in the head at all. I think it might have been even a little whiplash, if anything. But um, I mean, that, they were just setting the tone. And I think on the year, um, regular season, could I think Carolina's won all five meetings. I think Boston has four total goals. Yeah, I think it was twenty-four <laughs> yeah. to four. And yeah. Or something. yeah, that's just that's nuts. Insane, so. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's like I don't think. Any of these other series are lopsided. Um, Florida evened up their series of the Washington Mm -hmm. tonight, convincing 5-1 win. Mm -hmm. Rangers, we mentioned, evened up uh, 5-2 win. Um, Stars, Flames tied 0-0. And then as we alluded to a little bit ago, Predators, Avalanche tied 1-1. So (laughs) great playoff hockey as expected. Um, That Tampa Bay-Toronto series has been fun. We saw Tampa Bay kind of respond. So Mm -hmm. um, lesson learned, don't overreact to game one. (laughs) Um, nope. as so many of you did um, you not. So, <laughs> including the guy that I blocked that decided to DM me that all my takes were wrong. oh yeah and then oh, everything I smart. said the while went out and did the next game so <laughs> that's usually uh, when you know you're doing something right yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks all right uh, well that look at that we're under an hour right on our time limit for once so that'll probably probably a good deal for the listeners. um any <laughs> final thoughts here before we uh, wrap things up?
2: Uh, no, just, uh, you know, per usual, just obviously enjoy the game. So, you know, as I said earlier, especially on Sunday with it being a 3.30 start, uh, enjoy not having to stay up till you know, 12.30 to watch the end of the game. And, uh, you know, let's just hope if there's going to be a long overtime in the series that it happens on Sunday. Although, to be honest, I hope it doesn't happen at all because I don't need that kind of stress in my life. Oh, no, thank you. In a <laughs> hockey game. So, uh, let's just... Uh, but hey, no, it's just uh you know, again, like I said, hopefully uh, next time we're talking, just just get one win this weekend and get back to Saint Paul and we'll be looking good.
1: Yep. Justin? Yeah, no final thoughts for me. I just hope that uh <clears throat> the next time we're talking, we're like Zeke mentioned, we're <laughs> moving on to the next round. It'd be yeah. That'd be uh, great. Yeah, you don't yeah. really expect it in a, a tough series like this, but you never know. Yeah, never know. You never know. You yeah. know. Never it's know what'll bit. happen. You
0: know, I, I think, for me, the ball's in the Wilds' court. We talked about injuries to the Blues, goaltending situation. Um, you know, Andrew. the wild on paper, probably have a little bit better team head-to-head. Blues have had their number. But I think now's the time to pounce, you know, take advantage of a game where maybe their goaltending feels unstable, where their blue line's a little beat up. Take advantage of that. Zeke, like you said, I think if they could come at least with a split um, in this series and come back to Minnesota, you get that big win, put the pressure on for either one of those final two games. And I think... I think the Wild can pull through out of this and kind of break this funk that they've been in the first round for the last couple of years. So, um, Big weekend ahead, big, week, big Tuesday ahead for the Wild. Uh, we'll be done cheering loud, a um, couple road games, but um, I don't think we can talk much more about what's happened, what's coming up. So I think we'll wrap things up. Uh, Justin, where can
1: everybody find uh, you and all your work? you can find me at DEast2004. You can find me at KaprizovC with the Kaprizov Countdown. And you can find me at MNW Prospects
2: with MNW Young Guns. And Zeke? Uh, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at Zeke Boyatt for all you know, commentary and games, opinions, thoughts, uh, et cetera.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at B underscore Marsh92. Be sure you are following the podcast account as well, both on Twitter and Instagram at foghorn, all one word. Game three tomorrow, game four Sunday, game five Tuesday, Wild Blues series tied 1-1. We'll be back Wednesday to recap everything that happens. But until then, this has been another episode of SoundTheFoghorn.